Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? Hello, friend. Hello, guys. All right. So we're talking about heaven today in temptation. Will there be temptation in heaven? Well, uh, my goodness. I think uh, it's a great question and one that has a lot of implications for uh, who our Lord is and what exactly happens um, when Christ completes the good work which he has begun in us. So let me just say this. Um, there is, in the idea of salvation, three different parts. There is what's called justification, when we are delivered from the penalty of sin. There is sanctification, when we are delivered from the power of sin. So, so we sin today, okay? In fact, 1 John 1.8 says that if we say we have no sin, we make God out to be a liar, okay? But... Um, we have the power to not sin today as we abide with Christ and depend on him. And the third part of salvation, when we talk biblically about salvation, we're talking about justification, sanctification, and glorification when we will, we will be delivered from the very presence of sin. Okay? So the question is, will we be delivered from uh, temptation in heaven? And um, I will just say this. First of all, we've got to acknowledge that temptation itself is not sin. If we know one day we're going to be freed from all presence of sin, that doesn't necessarily mean that we won't be tempted. However, uh, it gets to a little bit about who Jesus is and the fact that we will be made like him. So let me just ask a couple of questions to set this up, which is why this is good to talk about. We're going to learn something about theology. Um, so let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible for people to sin when they're innocent? Sure, yeah. We got a perfect yeah. example of that. Adam and Eve were innocent. They didn't have a sin nature, and yet they sinned. Um, they were tempted, you might say, by Satan. But let's go even further. Satan, before he became uh, the deceiver, was a creation of God, was perfect, and in the very presence of God, which is heaven. And sin didn't exist anywhere in the universe because the only thing that existed was God and that which he created. Okay, Sin was a philosophical uh, possibility because if there is such a thing as good and holy, which is God was, then that means that there's a possibility that something that wasn't God could one day exist, but it didn't because God hadn't created it. Sin came into being when those that were in God's presence said, I don't think being in God's presence is necessarily where life is. And that happened when a perfect creature who obviously had the freedom to choose to not be in the presence of God or to exalt himself above God, Satan, chose to do exactly that, to exalt himself and say, I think I should be the one that gets worship. I should be the one to be praised. I should be the one that decides what good and evil is. And that was the beginning. It's when sin moved, as Augustine said, from a philosophical possibility to a practical reality. Okay? And, um, and so even in the presence of God, there could be the potential for sin. But here's the deal. We won't just be in the presence of God. Um, innocence is the absence of evil. We're going to be something more than innocent. We're going to be made righteous, okay? And we are going to be what is called uh, incorruptible. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It says that we uh, will not all sleep. We won't all die. We'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. And then it says in verse uh, 52, in a moment, okay? Uh, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. If you look, if your, if your Bible translation says imperishable, if you look in the margin, another way to uh, translate that is uh, incorruptible, okay? Which is a, a much stronger word than uncorrupt, okay? Because uncorrupt means you're not yet corrupted. Incorruptible means you can't be, okay? Now look, 
Here's a great verse, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, which says, uh, He made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Okay, This is why we're going to be in a better place than Adam and Eve were, because they were innocent, but they were not yet righteous. We've been made righteous by Christ, and so we have Christ's righteousness. And it gets to the question of could Christ himself be tempted? So now we're almost on a no, whole other theological question, which is uh, deals with what's called the peccability of Jesus. It comes from the Latin word, which means to sin, peccare. And, um, and so people ask this, was Christ able not to sin or not able to sin? Okay, and the answer is because he was very God of very God and he never stopped being very God of very God. And because sin is by definition a violation of God's law and God's law is what God's nature demands. And since God can't do anything what his nature won't permit, then he could not sin. He was not able to sin and yet we know he was tempted. So you asked me the question, will there be temptation in heaven? Um, I believe, you know, if, if Christ uh, was tempted, we know he was, that doesn't mean it was tempting to him, all right? So there are things that are wrong, that are thrown out before you and me, um, that I don't feel really tempted to do, and there are other things that are clearly wrong that I am tempted to do, okay? But Christ is not tempted to do anything because uh, of his very nature. I think when we get to heaven, Rick, not only will we not uh, be able to sin. We won't want to want to sin because we'll have the righteousness of God. We won't be God, but um, the last verse I think I would share is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where it says, I will fully know as I'm fully known. It says, uh, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I have been known in part, but then I will know fully just as I have been fully known. When we see the goodness and fullness of God fully, I won't want anything but who he is. You might say, well, wait a minute, Todd. Satan saw the fullness of the goodness of God. That's right, but Satan had been made righteous as an angel. We will be made righteous. And uh, the righteousness of God in Christ, it says, is all the fullness of God dwells in him in bodily form. And that righteousness will be imparted to us. And because it will be, there is the potential out there that um, I think something could come up across us somewhere that we could want to leave heaven and we would go, but that's not tempting to me. Why would I want to leave this? Because the fullness of the righteousness of God will be fully known to us. And so off we go. So last verse, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. And it says there, he will wipe away every tear. And it says, there will no longer be any death. We know in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. Okay. So if there uh, is no longer any death, that means there will no longer be any sin. And there will be no longer any mourning or crying or pain because the first things have passed away. And the first things are uh, our longing for anything but God because we'll see his fullness and his righteousness will be given to us completely. We'll be glorified. And when you're glorified, even if tempting things show up, you don't mess with them because they're not at all appealing. So not only will we not want to sin, we won't even want to want to sin. Man, it's awesome. It'll be a good place. And if you're a believer, you got a lot to look forward to, uh, huh? That, I'll tell you what, that is why we long for it because um, you know, sin and death is what makes us mourn. It's what makes us cry. It's what causes us pain. And what's amazing, and this is what we got to understand, apart from this amazing work of Christ in our life, okay, that is completed 
that we ought to war for and make a reality now, we'll always move away from God. This is his work from beginning to end. And only when God completes his good work in us, when we move from being innocent to being made righteous, will we not experience uh, the consequences of sin or even the allure of it ever again. So come quickly, Lord Jesus. Awesome stuff, man. Well, hey, listen, if, if you find this video helpful, check out our YouTube channel. We have over 100 videos on there. You can check all those out, our past questions and answers. We hope those are really useful to you. If you are on YouTube, you can click the subscribe button right above me right now. You'll be connected to our videos when we do these every single week. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. Dig in. Wait for the day.